redemption. It's a exploration of a gift that is given to us undeserving. It's not some distant concept of theology, but it's all about the loving embrace of Christ. Together in this episode, we're going to talk through scriptures, find reflections of God's grace in our everyday sacrifices, and the joy of being in communion with the Lord, and what is this ultimate gift of redemption. Let's delve in to what God has to say and have this deeper understanding of his love and understanding the way that redemption resonates in all of our lives. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Welcome back to the show, everyone. And this episode of the Thought Vault, I wanted to talk about the goodness of God and the gift of redemption, this unending gift that God has given us in his redeeming story for us and in our life. The theme of redemption is most profoundly expressed in the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the Redeemer, Isaiah fifty nine twenty. Redemption in theological terms is the act of God's grace in delivering his people from sin and death. And I have seen redemption play out <laughs> in my personal life recently and um, seeing it play out in the stories I hear on the news and the life of loved ones I've seen around me. God is always working. Amen. And he is always redeeming us. He is always making things good. We are so inundated with the negative. We see the bad. We see the ugly. We are stifled in the way of the world by falling victim to things that make us turn from God and not understand the truth of who God says he is. And so much has clouded our way of life because of the ease with which we are influenced by everything, everything around us and everything that we consume. I heard someone recently describe the current state of our world as just broken and hurt. And it feels very isolating. I feel like as believers, we feel isolated and are being tricked into believing that we are a minority, that we are too different to be understood by everyone else. And it's a lie straight from Satan. And so I wanted to use today's episode to inspire and encourage us because we know that we are not perfect. We know that we are not a people of bigotry and hate and uh, condemnation. Yes, judgment is part of our life as Christian. Yes, we understand the role of sacredness and holiness and the fact that God is the Alpha and Omega, the creator of all, and he has just judgment. And there are certain ways in which God demands us to commune with him. And the beauty of it is that everyone is always loved by God when we are a part of his kingdom, when we have accepted him. We are loved in spite of our brokenness, in spite of the sin, in spite of the ugliness that may be part of our story. We're not better than anyone else, but we are loved through all of it and what a security that gives us. And that is the story 
of redemption. We are redeemed. And we see the story of redemption all through the Bible. In the Old Testament, like stories of like Joseph is one example. He was sold into slavery, but later became a key figure in Egypt surviving and his family surviving. It's a metaphor for the redemption offered through Christ in the New Testament. In Ephesians 1, 7, it says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace and what riches those are to be redeemed for things that we mess up for the brokenness and the sin in our heart and in our flesh that God binds up and creates good. And time is never against us. It can feel like that sometimes. But God can redeem any situation at any point in time. It's never too late. It's never too far gone. We're never too alone or too removed from him. He is always with us. He can always redeem any situation. And what security that gives us. What security that brings to our life when we know we can never mess up too bad. We can never mess up in a way that God forsakes us. And that's the goodness of knowing him and being loved by God. And in today's world where we are condemned for even speaking the truth of God, we can rest assured in his security and his providence over our life because he has redeemed us and what a gift it is. In Genesis 45, 8, it says, So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. And this is a scripture from the story of Joseph. He was forsaken by his family. He was sold into slavery. He lived a life in waiting, in confusion, in agony and sorrow. Could you imagine your family members giving you away and hating you so much that they were willing to just sell you to get you away from them? How lonely, how scared, how fearful he must have lived. But God's story is a story of redemption. And just like he worked in Joseph's life, he is working in our life too. And as a mom, like that brings me so much comfort because there are so many times I mess up, even daily, like I'm not perfect. And I'm so grateful for the redemptive power of Christ because he can fix the things that I mess up. He can right the wrongs I've made as a mom. He can right the wrongs I've made as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter, as a friend. And I'm thankful for that because Christ is the ultimate redeemer. And he has created a life for us to live in spite of things that we fail at or the insecurities that we have. And so I just want to encourage you in that redemption is a gift that keeps giving. It is forevermore when we are bound to God through the love and blood of Jesus. We are never far from God's grace. In Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. He is the ultimate redeemer. And so we get to rest in the security that that brings to our life. Redemption brings joy, unfettered joy, like joy that can't be squished. And I talk about finding joy a lot because I feel like it's a root to a lot of people's issues in life because they don't and haven't connected the dots of the ultimate purpose for us being here and the ultimate harvest of our relationship with God. And it's 
that. It's joy. It's joy in the suffering and it's the same joy in the in the praise. I recently read a excerpt from a monk, a Christian monk, who mentioned that he knew he was fully saved when he had the same amount of joy in the midst of his sorrow as he did in the greatest moments of his life. He felt the same amount of joy. He saw that same amount of joy. It's just a great reminder and picture of the full development of a relationship founded on the true love of God and being redeemed by him. Because grief and sorrow, pain, trauma is going to be part of our story here. We live in a broken world and it's never going to be this heaven. Like we're not going to experience heaven here. And I feel like people get confused by that and feel like that we're supposed to have heaven here. And that's not the story. God has redeemed us so that we can live a life of knowing him while we are on this side of heaven. But our relationship with God is not fully realized until we are with him in heaven. And our life here is going to be different than it will be when we are in heaven with God. And there will be much suffering here. But joy is the true essence of God's embodiment in our life here. Like joy is when we can still praise him when we are hurting the most. And it's having this resounding foundation. It's not happiness. Happiness is an emotion that is fleeting and comes in certain instances. But joy is this everlasting constant. And it's as much a part of God's love. They're kind of one in the same. I don't think there's anything that brings people more comfort here uh, apart from Jesus than like having their mother's love and their father's love. Like that, that person that has taken care of you and has known you and truly knows you and has always been there for you, that comfort that that brings you. That's a joy to have that in life. There is parts that are never going to compare, you know, that type of love. Like, when people are dying or going through something traumatic, you know, you'll hear stories of them calling out for their mom or calling out for their father. And I feel like our heart is constantly longing for that. And that is God written on our heart when he created us in our mother's womb, that constant, that innate need. And our heart is conditioned to long for God and he ultimately fulfills that. I just am so thankful for God being a God of redemption because it's never too late. It's never too bad. It's never too far gone for him to create in us and in our life a story that shows who God is. And I think that's what's so beautiful and so exciting about the journey of life that even though there are times where we may not see a way out or we may not see a way through that we can also say, well, God's got this. Let's see how this works out to have that faith, that childlike faith. That is the story of God because he has redeemed us and he has taken on the curse for us. In a season and in a time where it feels like there are a lot of problems that are beyond help, God is going to redeem it. God has not left us. He's not going to leave us to our own vices and we are able to have the confidence that God is seeing us through any situation that we might be facing right now. There is a a song that became viral 
and it's by this uh, guy named, or his music name is Oliver Anthony. His real name is something different, I think, but he goes by Oliver Anthony for his music stuff. And it's the song basically that is calling out the problems that he sees in our world right now, specifically in America, and just how it's the fault of the circumstances of the people that are in power. And it is obvious why it resonates with so many people or why it went quote unquote viral. And it's because it is talking about the central pain that a lot of people are experiencing right now. And people relate to seeing that other people are suffering because everyone is suffering to an extent. There's no one has a perfect life. The follow up to songs like that or the storyline for us as believers is to know that God is a part of this and he is aware and he is here and he is present. Our focus as Christians, as people of God, is to remember that this world is different than God's redemptive story. God is after our our souls and he's after us individually and that's what matters most to him. So when we are able to pull away from the strife and the struggles that we are experiencing physically and emotionally and externally outside of our soul and outside of our relationship with God, sometimes we can be consumed by what's going on extrinsically in our life. But where we need to find the strength and where we need to find the excitement and the zeal and the And the joy and the true peace is by knowing that God is in control and he is here with us and that everything is not forsaken and that our hope lies in God. And when we remember that there is hope and there is faith and there is this unending love and joy that is on the side of God and goodness and redemption We can live in a peace that does surpass our understanding and does seem to go against what is trying to be the narrative of our heart and our mind because of what the world says we should care about. I just feel so heavy on my heart to just encourage you guys to be focused on what truly is playing out in your world. Simplify the things that you are consuming so that you can really be uh, motivated, encouraged, and less distracted so that you can focus on what God has in your line of sight, what he has in your current realm that you're facing. Not that we shouldn't be concerned about the world or what is going around us, going on around us, but when we are faced with the dynamics that this world has brought into our world through influence and social media and propaganda and all that stuff, we can become paralyzed and basically take no action and fear that things don't matter or that it's too far gone. It goes back to that. The resounding storyline in the Bible over and over and over again is that there's moments where it feels like God's far away, but he's not. He's right there with us. He's right beside of us. He's understanding exactly what we're going through. So whether it's the big picture and it's like this big global perspective or it's nuanced down to just our specific needs and demands of our our individual life, he's a part of all of it. 
And it is all a redemptive story. We are part of that redemption plan. God has already saved us, given us, like we we can already claim victory. Even when it feels like things are so out of our control or we don't have a big impact or influence on something, God is still using our life and our purpose in him for this bigger picture. And ultimately, if we're not acting in faith, if we're not living out in faith, how are we to rest easy when we're really not living out God's purpose for us, which is ultimately to be in relationship with him and to be living out a life that shows God's redemptive power in our life. And that takes showing up when we feel like we can't. It means standing back up when we've fallen down. It means taking steps when we're not sure where we're going yet. And that's all about the faith and hope, resting in the redemptive power of Christ and knowing that ultimately he is working everything together for good. That is the beautiful picture of being in communion with the Lord, for in co-laboring in our life with God on our side. There's so much that God is still working in your life. There's so much he has still planned for you. The biggest part that we can play is to continually show up with that faith and with the hope that God is redeeming us and that we have his love on our side and that we can rest in the security of having his love in our life. And what a joy that brings us in the midst of sorrow and grief and in the midst of all the good that we experience too. As people, we are often confronted with our limitations and our vulnerabilities, but through Christ, we find renewed strength. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, the Lord spoke to Apostle Paul saying, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. These words like remind us that in our weakness, we rely on God's grace and tap into his boundless strength. When we feel weak or inadequate, we shouldn't live in discouragement, but instead turn to God and in prayer and in a posture of hope, anticipation, allow his strength to infuse our spirit. And in those moments of weakness and failure and defeat, we have the opportunity to truly experience God's power working within us. We surrender our weaknesses, our faults, our sins, our deficiencies, and find his grace is more than enough to sustain us and to help us push through. It's all about trusting that God's power is made perfect in our weakness and that through Christ, we're overcoming the challenges that come our way and the lie that Satan tries to still and destroy any action that we could take on behalf of God or in a faith. Right now, there's just so much darkness around us. There's so much to try and keep us down. There's so much to try and dampen the light that we are to the world. You are in the circle that you live in your life and those around you. And more globally, just as a people of God, as the body of God. And so I just want to take a second to remind you that God is a God of redemption. Man, he has so much work to do through your life. It's about being faithful and remaining steadfast in your pursuit of God above all else and trusting that he is bringing your story along as part of the greater purpose he has for his kingdom, for his glory. You just have to be a willing participant and remain faithful. The gift of redemption is not some abstract theological concept, but it's a living reality 
and is especially vivid in our life as Christians. The love, sacrifice, guidance, forgiveness, and fulfillment in the life of a Christian echoes the themes of redemption found all throughout the Bible and in the life of Jesus Christ. So by embracing these biblical truths, it enriches our life because we realize that we are a vessel for God, which is this timeless story of redemption. And we're part of that. And we become a living testament to the grace and love of God. And that is ultimately a testimony for others to see. And you're part of God's testimony to others. So don't forget that. I want to just encourage you guys to take a second to share this episode to leave a review if you would be so willing because that really helps get the show out as a suggestion to other listeners who are on the podcast platforms and that's so helpful for the show. I wanna make sure that you are in our private Facebook community group called The Bold Insiders. You can go to the link in the show notes to get into that Facebook group so that we can connect more and get to know each other more and have a sense of community of like-minded, faithful women. And I also want to encourage you to please make sure to check out the online course I created called Calibrate Your Compass. It helps you build out a daily routine and like a daily habit way of life, if you will. I don't know how else to say it, but it kind of just gets you in a rhythm to where you have more margin in your day to pursue the things that God lays on your heart to pursue. So it's kind of taking you from this monotony of chaos and like survival mode to a place of peace and intentionality so that your days are being driven by your number one, faith in God, and number two, the goals that you have set forth that God has for you to pursue and just making you like Mondays again and not have the Sunday scaries anymore. So if that's of any interest to you and if you need help in that arena, be sure to click the link in the show notes to go grab that simple little online course that you can have forever. And until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 too. Go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now.